In Matthew 24, verse 1, New Living Translation, I will read. I've read it before, so stay with me. As Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, his disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings, but he responded, do you see all these buildings? I tell you the truth, they will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Later, Jesus said on the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him privately and said, tell us when will all this happen? What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? Jesus told them. Who told it to them? Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Underline that, don't panic. Tell your neighbor, said, don't you panic one bit. Yeah, don't panic. Yes, these things must take place. Underline that. You're not going to be able to pray some stuff away. It must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all of this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. And then you will be arrested and persecuted and killed. He's speaking here. You will be hated all over the world because, of, because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. You're seeing that right now. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many. And sin will be rampant everywhere. And the love of many will grow cold. Have you noticed the coldness of hearts of people? And people are on edge. I told my son, we talked about in our family, saying, we out now, just chill out. You don't, don't even blow the horn at people. Leave people alone. People are on edge. Are you listening to me? And, and the devil is running rampant in the minds of people. That boy up there in Highland Park, the devil drove him to do that. You can sit around and try to come up with a reason. It's demonic. It's demonic. And before he knew it, he was on that roof doing what he was doing because of the music he said he was listening to because music is doctrine. So your children, it's just music. It's just a beat. It's doctrine. It's teaching them something. It is what's behind a lot of our attitudes. Not just the children. It says it's running rampant everywhere and love of many will grow cold, but one who endures to the end shall be saved and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Drop down to verse number 32. Now learn a lesson from this fig tree. When its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things, you can know his return is very near right at the door. I mean, it can't get no more plain than that. I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass from the scene until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the son himself, only the father knows but when the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day, as in the days of Noah. What happened 
in the days of Noah. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and partying and living their life and doing their things right up to the time Noah entered the boat. People didn't even realize what was going to happen or what was going on. People don't even know what's happening. They're still blaming the mayor and the precinct captain and Biden and Trump. And this is bigger than them. You caused this and you caused that. And we're in this situation because of him. And if you vote him out and vote her in. And how much? How, how much? How many mayors we got to have? How many precinct captains and chief of police we got to have before we stop blaming on everybody else? Are you listening to me? See, people didn't even realize what was going on or what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away, Jesus. And that is the way it will be when the Son of Man returns. I taught about two years ago on the Ark of Safety. At, at, at the old church, we grew up, and they would do what's called open the doors of the church at the end of service. And they would say, are you in the Ark of Safety? They were saying, one, you need to come and get saved. Two, become a part of a local church because it's safe in here. Yeah. This, is, this is safety for us. And I still believe that. I believe that there were things we were taught that may have not been complete. Um, we have newer or greater revelation knowledge now, but you don't throw that away. Um, I, am, I, am, I will leave you sitting at the table if I'm talking to you and you begin to bash where you came from or your former pastor or the church that you were brought up in because you learned something there. And God took you from there to where you are now. It's all a part of your journey. And you don't get to get to a new seat on the bus and knock those that are still in the back. You don't get to do that. You know, people come to our church and say, I'm so glad I'm here because I didn't learn nothing at my last church. That's a lie. You are lying. You did learn something there. You're learning more now. Maybe you have a different view of things now, but you can't knock that. I grew up in Baptist church, a missionary Baptist church. Bridget, we didn't have many missionaries that went on the mission field, but we was a missionary Baptist church. And I learned great things there. I, you will never, ever catch me knocking that church or the late pastor of that church. As a kid, I went to Sunday school there. And I learned, if I didn't learn nothing but the books of the Bible, I learned something. And it's more than what some of these kids know now. They don't know Jeremiah from Scooby-Doo. They don't, they don't know. And, and they opened the doors of the church and we came in and it says the ark of safety and the New Testament ark, I need you to write this down, is Jesus Christ and his church. Write it down. This is very important today what I'm going to share with you. I don't have much time, but I got to give it to you because there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in church. I have watched this past week generals battle it out on social media talking about each other, calling names. We are, we are in a time, Jack. And it is not, I'm not here to take nobody's side. I want to know what the scriptures say. There was a time when there was a dispute. We said, well, let's go to the word. The New Testament ark 
is Jesus Christ and his church. Matthew chapter 16, look at there real quick if you want to. And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ. He asked him, who are you? Who, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some says you're Jeremiah. Some says you're one of the prophets. Some says you're this and that. He says, but who do you say that I, the son of man, am? He asked them a question. And it says, Peter says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. He says, Peter, flesh and blood did not tell you that. You didn't get that from one of the guys. That came from heaven and upon that revelation I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And this is my position right now. The church of Jesus Christ is good. The gates of hell will never prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. Now what we've built and call it church that thing is in trouble. He said, but upon this rock of revelation, I'll build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. I'm a part of his church. I am his church. And he has the authority in my life to continually build me up. So, so hell won't prevail when it comes to my money and my children and my thinking and my marriage and my business and every part of my life because it is his desire that we live the good life and win in every area. So we must write this down, stay connected to Jesus and his church. You've heard it before. I got to drive this here. What do we do in times like this? Stay connected to Jesus and his church. It's the wrong time to stop going to church, to stop assembling yourselves, to stop reading the word, to stop serving, to stop, to stop having time with the Lord. It's the wrong time for that. The devil, there is a demonic undercurrent that is in high gear right now to separate sheep from shepherd and shepherd from sheep and sheep from the gathering. It's the wrong time for that. You got all kind of stuff happening, man. You got all kind of doctrines being released. You got people that was trusted voices are coming and saying things They're like, what do you mean there's no hell? What do you mean there's no this? What do you mean he's not coming back? What do you mean? These are trusted voices. But if you read the scripture, these things are going to happen. And it is not our responsibility to be wishy-washy and oh my God, and what they saying. And I'm going to tell you what you're going to do in these times because some of y'all are confused. Here's why. You're giving your ear to too many voices. Number one, stay connected to Jesus and his church. Let's talk about Jesus. Go to Jeremiah chapter one. How do I stay connected to Jesus? Jesus and his word are one. Jesus, as a matter of fact, the Bible refers to Jesus as the living word. Staying connected to Jesus is staying connected to his word. We have a responsibility to walk in the word every single day because God watches over his word to ensure that it comes to pass in your life. Look at Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 11. Look at it in the Amplified Bible. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see the branch of an almond tree, an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me in verse 12, you have seen well, for I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it. What is the significance of this almond tree? 
First, it was well known as the first tree to bud in the spring. Write that down. Which means God is ready to quickly fulfill his word in your life. The Hebrew name of almond is shakad, and the tree is hashakad or shakahaya. Pronounce your words. They have the same root letters. Why? Meaning to, it meaning to be eager. Look, 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 to be eager. It means to be alert. It means to awake. It means to be diligent. It means to be ready to act. God is ready to act. He's watching over his word. He's ready to perform his word in your life in every area. He's watching over his word, not your opinion, not what somebody else said, not what you read, not what you saw on CNN. He's watching over his word to make it good. And if you don't stay connected to Jesus by way of his word, you're going to be in trouble. You ain't seen famine yet. You're talking about gas. You ain't seen famine yet. You have not seen it yet. You know how you ain't seen it yet? Because the world is still going. The airport is still full. Flights are still being canceled because there's too many travelers. So you ain't seen famine. The grocery store is still a line to get in and out. So you ain't seen famine. You haven't adjust your monies right now. You have to pull from savings maybe, but you still living and you still living well. Everybody barbecued on the 4th of July. And some of y'all through had that need away come Tuesday because you didn't eat it all. So you ain't seen famine. How much food are you still throwing away? You ain't seen famine. We just get caught up with the, with the world, with, with the turn. Yeah, there is a famine, but you ain't seen famine like you don't see famine. It's seven days in a week. You go out to eat five of them days, talking about we in famine? You done been to Jamaica. You done been to Hawaii. You done been to Jerusalem. You done been to the moon. You, you done been on eight trips in four days, and you talking about we in famine? You ain't seen famine. You just joining in what's called community verbiage. But listen to me. What we just read in Matthew 24, oh, you better hold on. What I'm telling you is important for what's about to happen. Even in the times that we're living in, go to 2 Timothy chapter number four. The word provides peace, protection, instruction, correction, guidance, insight. It guards the heart. It covers. These are all the things that the word does. So you got to stay connected to Jesus, meaning stay connected to his word. Not all of these other voices. You can't sit and watch CNN all day. Yeah, it'll bring fear. It'll bring fear. You can't sit in the lunchroom with those that don't have the same words you got and talk crazy. Girl, they said they're laying off. Now, you done went and flipped out. You crying and you done called your girl. What's wrong? Lucy, they said they're laying off. But if they lay you off, no, but they said they're laying off. 
because fear is subtle. And before you know it, you can be in a full-blown anxiety attack over nothing. Because you're giving ear to all the wrong stuff. You done called your bank. They said they're laying off. What can I do about this mortgage if they lay You just, you in, in the full fear plan. But the word brings peace. The word brings protection. The word gives you instruction. The word brings correction. The word brings guidance. The word brings insight. The word guards your heart from what shouldn't be in it. The word covers. Are you listening to me? John 17 says, sanctify them, verse 17 of John 17, through thy truth, thy word is truth. Once you become born again, the word is the driving authority in your life. The driving authority. I didn't get not mad amen on that. You know why? Because we forgot that once we got saved, he was not just our savior, he's our Lord. Which means he runs our life. This side is saying, amen. This side looking like, what you mean he run my life? (laughs) We want to run to him when we're in trouble. Let him run your life. He's Lord. He tells you what to do. He tells you where to go. He tells you when to come, when to stay, when to move, when to pick up, when to relocate, when to marry, when not. He tells you all of these things. Now he don't. Yes, he does. He's our ruler. He's Jesus. He's Lord. He runs my life. His word is truth. But if you don't sit with it, now what I'm giving you today ain't no shouting message, but what I'm telling you is so important because of the times that we're going, man, there's so much going on. There's like helicopters over our head with all these different voices and all these different things. And, and it'd be different if it was the world. Be like, oh, that's just the world, the world doing. No, it's up in here. You sit with people and have coffee and they start talking and you says, what? Excuse me, what, what did you just say? Did you just say he already came back? Did I miss something? Then <laughs> they begin to feed you their doctrine. All right, hold on, time my chat. I got to go. I don't need to hear that. Mm, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to feed myself. I don't need to hear it. And some of y'all, you're not even ready to sit and have these conversations. So stop having them. Because you walk away saying, but what he said, this makes sense. Because they did say Jesus. But you know what? It do make a little, and now you start to ponder. Now you call my phone. Pastor, I want to have a meeting because I've just been praying about it and you've been teaching about Jesus coming back. I don't believe, don't call me with that. If you believe that, then you go ahead and start Joe. He already came back Christian Center, but don't call me. Because you're not, you're not going to convince me. You're not going to convince me. Not of these basic foundations. And here is the thing, because as a pastor, I have to have these conversations sometimes, and it sounds good. And they give you biblical reference. 
And you're like, no, but wait a minute. And if I walk away saying, now, if I walk away saying now, and I get on the call with a couple of guys and say, now, wait a minute, they said, Jesus, he already came back and he wasn't Jewish, he was Hispanic, but he had a daughter that was black. He said, wait a minute now. Tell your neighbor, said, guard your heart. Stay connected to Jesus and his word. This is God's safety plan. We must be led of the spirit of God. For as many are led of the spirit of God are the sons of God. I told you to turn where? Second Timothy. Well, I'm in Hebrew. Go to Hebrew chapter four. Y'all want to see what I'm reading? Go to Hebrew. I'm not in Timothy no more. Hebrew 4, verse 12. I just got to talk to you, Drew, because there's, there's, there's a lot of phone calls and people calling to get clarity. If you sit and listen to the voice of the Lord through your local church, one of the issues we have right now is this. You're listening to too many people. I don't care what they said. That man was talking to his church. He wasn't talking to you. Why are you in an uproar? That's his church. That's what they believe. That ain't what your church taught you. And he set you in the body as it pleases him, then gave you leaders. So why are you giving voice to everybody else? I'm not saying you can't listen to nobody else. I'm saying, but you're, oh, I ain't got ahead of myself. Okay. Hebrews chapter four. The word of God, verse 12, the word of God is quick. I'm in the King James. It is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing line asunder of soul and spirit and joints and marrow and is a discerner. Write that down in your notes of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now you know the word takes you into supernatural discernment but you were made with discernment. Even if you ain't saved, every man was made with discernment. Your mama wasn't even saved and she says, something told me. I thought that I was sitting in my kitchen and something told me you was out there acting up. That's why I called your phone. And she wasn't had no Holy Ghost. She ain't prayed in tongues. You were built with it. You, were, you, you do know when, when he made man in his image, we got everything we need. The reason you got to go to school now and get degrees and pay bills and all that, because of the fall of man. You were not made. You were made with everything on the inside of you. There was no Jerusalem high school. There was no Garden of Eden University. You got downloads from heaven, and you knew. That's why he told Adam, you name the animals. And Adam said, gorilla, bear, um, 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 roach. Well, not roach, but... Um. And, and, and whatever he named it, you're still calling it that today. He didn't go to animal naming school. Then he named woman. He gave her his name. He called her woman. man. Man with a womb. I'm keeping my name. You, okay, don't. It's a discerner. Look at chapter verse, verse 12. Of, of the thoughts and intents of the heart. When you receive the word, it produces discernment in you. What is discernment? Catch me here. The ability to recognize God's thoughts and ways from everybody else's. You can sit in a meeting and everybody's talking crazy and you hear the voice of God. 
and said, nope, this is what I'm going to do. Nope, he lied. I was on the phone with, with somebody trying to work out these deals at church and stuff, and he was talking to me, and I'm holding the phone, and I'm saying, he lied. <laughs> it's discernment. I ain't had no proof, but some said, he lied. And I called the world to the next day. She says, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, I said, I knew it. She said, yeah, he's lying to you, Pastor. When you have the Holy Ghost, it ain't just for bucking and jacking and speaking in ain't just for that. Some of y'all yabba dabba do too much. That's your person. I'm all over the place, man. That's your personal language. You don't need speaking tongues at home, but you come in here. How you doing, sis? How about shaka? Bahaya, haya, 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 ya. Knock it off. It is, it is the ability to recognize God's thoughts and ways from all others. It's the ability to understand, listen, listen, and judge the times. Your family is going to start coming to you because they know you know Jesus and you in the local church. And they're going to say, well, Elder, what you think about this? Right, son, what you think about this? They're going to say, Tiffany, what you think about this? Because I heard this on CNN and they said this and I heard, and you're going to be able to give wisdom. You're going to have to learn how to write this now, not in my notes. Be extremely patient now with the unbeliever because if the church is confused, we've confused the heck out of them. Oh, <laughs> discernment comes by way of the Holy Ghost, not by opinions, not by gossip, not by culture, not by media, by way of the Spirit of God. So number one was stay connected to, number two is his church, write that down, his church. And I, I didn't say to build it. I told you the next move of God will not happen in a building. It's going to be outside of a building through black and brown people. I promise you that. I promise you that. I'm going to talk about it at this meeting on Tuesday. Because we done went building crazy. And a lot of the building stuff is because of our own egos. We are his church. We gather together as a church to learn his ways and grow in his likeness. And he has given his church pastors Jeremiah chapter 3 says, and I will give you pastors according to my heart. I am a representative of Jesus Christ. I am how God feels about you. That's why he gave me to you. He gave us to you. My pastor is how God feels about me. He gave me to him. He gave him to me. He says, according to my own heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And there is an undercurrent of the devil is trying to keep this relationship between sheep and shepherd scarred and, 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 and never getting to where God intended for it to get. It's a powerful thing, not for you to worship me and for me to worship you and none of that, but it is all biblical. It is, it is, it is, it is what God has ordained. We did not set this up. We didn't meet and say, let us come up with this thing and call it pastors and and, and, and congregation, and I'm going to be the pastor, and they going to, we didn't come up with that. I didn't ask for this, Chuck. I told you that before. Here he go. He said it before. Well, I'm going to say it again. I didn't ask for it. <laughs> well, she didn't ask for it. 
I didn't ask for it. We didn't want it. We're going to talk about it on Tuesday. I'm not starting the church. I said, Lord, um, it's March. If nothing happens by April, I'm going back to living word. I was trying to get out, Jack. I don't know part to this, Evan. I didn't. He says, but I give you pastors according to my heart. Pastors point you to the word and the spirit of God. Talking about his church now. And pastors should be providing clarity during the times that we live in, not confusing them around these different subjects. We choose, but we got to choose. Say, I must choose. Say, I must choose to gather as the church and give my pastors my ear. So important. And when you said that, I didn't get man, amen. I'm not giving him my ear here, man, just like me. So why did you call me to dedicate your babies? Why do you call us every time something goes wrong in your house? Why are you calling us all the time, seven days a week? Because you see us in a different place. Give your pastor. Here's, here's what I was going to say before. The reason there's so much confusion, Chuck, here's why there's so much confusion. Because we have given our voice, our ear to too many voices. So now we are confused. And you don't have to be confused. What did your pastor say about? What did your pastor say about the different subjects now that's, that's, that's mainstream? That's all you should be concerned about. Everybody quiet. Everybody quiet now. What did your man and woman of God say about that? I love it. How I, 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 and I wasn't going to get into it deep because I, I know what I believe. I'm not going on that lane. I posted a simple thing on social media, and I think it was Ebony. Is Ebony here? Welch. Welch. She didn't come to church today? No. <laughs> I know she, I'm just messing with her. She said, I'm glad you said something because I was wondering what my pastor thought about this. Because people are looking to their pastor's voice. And if you're not, you might want to consider, is that really my pastor? Is she really the voice of God for me? You can hear from God. We all hear from God. But, but you know what I'm saying is right. That's why y'all sitting here. That's why there's 400 chairs and there's one of me standing here. Y'all looking at me, listening to me. Why? Because you know this is the order of God. No, you shouldn't worship me. You should put me on no pedestal. You shouldn't do that. But you should understand there is a grace on my life as a pastor, as a shepherd. Come stand with me. There's a grace on her life as a pastor and a shepherd. And you got to be, it's, it's hard to talk about this. You got to be some kind of bold that said, God told me to start a church, rent a spot, put a sign up and hope somebody come and listen. You got to be some kind of bold to do that. Especially when you didn't want to do it. And so, so, so we're not naturally qualified to stand before you. But we didn't ask for this. He put it on us. There is a whale of wisdom in us that we don't even realize sometimes. People will call us and ask questions and out of our belly will come things and that's because it's a grace on us to do it. We sit with couples not because we've arrived as a married couple. We're still a mess. 
we're still working things out. She said, yeah, you are. <laughs> and I was just finna say, give her a microphone, see? <laughs> I, said, I said, we still a mess. She said, yeah, you are. I said, yeah, she do me. <laughs> You got me before I got you, see? We done learned each other now. <laughs> g- g- give her a mic. And we sit and talk, talk with people, and the wisdom of God comes out. Not because we know so much or read so many books. It is the Holy Ghost. I give you pastors. This was on our life before we were even in our mother's womb. So don't come sit here as if it's just religion or just something that we do. And that's the guy and the girl that talk at the podium sometimes. No, this is spiritual. And it is my responsibility. And it's a, it's a darn challenging one, too, to make sure that we move this house in the direction of God's voice. And especially in times like this, I had a pastor call me from Tennessee. He said, how are you doing in Chicago with all that's going on and have the ability or the responsibility of pastoring? And he said, I want to pray with you because they understand only pastors understand the weight of a pastor. It ain't just having service and receiving an offering. But some of y'all give your voice, your ear to too many voices, then you get confused. Then you want to call your pastors. After you done sold a $1,000 seed to the TV evangelist who ain't going to dedicate your baby and ain't going to come to your funeral and ain't going to call, you can't, half of y'all got my doggone phone number. Somebody left it recently and said, I just didn't get enough. I said, well, I don't know what else to give you. You had my number, you got her number, we reached out to you, we, you was in our, what, what you want us to do? Stay connected to Jesus, listen, and his church. Not just our voice, but stay connected to Elder Dominic. Stay connected to Ebony. Stay connected to Chuck, because we are his church. And whether you know him or not, or believe it or not, we need one another. That's why life groups are so important. It's bigger than going out and getting wings and getting gas before you go to bed. You got to sit and talk with people. And learn people. And there is things that LaWanda can help you with that I probably can't. Right. So when I say to his church, not just me in London, you all can't come to our house. You all can't come to whatever we have. We all can't travel together. I wish I could. I wish I could. Baby having a good time, ain't <laughs> That's okay. That's what they're supposed to do. He's a baby. We can't expect babies to be quiet in church. Some of us don't be quiet in church. <laughs> And you ain't talking, but you texting. Uh, Which means you talking in church. You text the whole service. I get home and see your page. You done posted all while I was preaching. I'm like, what, they, were they listening? Then you want to call the church for counsel. We have counseling sessions every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. This is one big session. Say something, London. Say something. Something. You better quit playing with me. Say something, man. Yes, sir. You for real? She said, when I have something to say, I'm going to always say it. I love that about her. This is his protection plan. Jesus and his church. Jesus and his church. Well, I don't know. Well, you need to figure it out. 
I'm not, I'm not talking about being in no abusive situation. You, you know your pastor's off the rocker, and he ain't got y'all drinking blood and stuff. You better run from that. <laughs> I'm praying for God's release. Just run. <laughs> got you doing that kind of off-the-wall stuff? Just run. But, but you know, that's why you're sitting here in these great chairs, that this is a safe place. I didn't, I didn't say it was a perfect place, but you know it's a good, safe place. You have marks on your life from this place. That's how I know we are your apostles, because your life proves it. Your marriage proves it. It ain't perfect, but you've come some distance. You've learned some things. When I came here, Pastor me and Lucius was cutting up. And I kicked him, and he kicked me, and I cussed him, and he cussed me. And I called his mama, and he called my mama, and we did a thing. But God has helped us. I don't cuss him no more on Sunday. I'm growing in the Lord. So don't, so don't, don't sit here. Don't sit here like it's just somewhere to sit. This is important. This is precious. And it is important for the time that we live in. This thing is about to get real dark. Rayshawn is about to get real dark. About to get real dark out here in these streets. And you have to come in here and get instruction on what to do. What did my man and woman of God say to do? That's why when we go live on um, Tuesday, you should be on there. I ain't teaching, but they are an extension of me. Don't you dare log on and say, Pastor ain't teaching, I'm going to go on back. No, no, no. Hear what God is saying. I don't care who's on there. Wednesday nights, listen to what God is saying. Sunday morning, hear what God is saying. Come in, get a seat, hug, fellowship, shout, dance, and when it comes time for the word, you lean in. Because it's what we have to live by. And we've been talking about some things in our house and as far as family meetings because I'm trying to prepare myself, Drew, that whatever happens, I'm going to be satisfied. I'm not going to run out. I'm not going to be in fear. I'm I'm going to be okay. All going to be well in my house. Anybody else join me in that? That's right. And for those who have struggled, we're going to help you through it. So we have the No Lack Nation account to help you when you hit hard times right up and through here. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, you had about to follow God, hear what God is saying. It's the wrong time to stop giving. Uh, you don't know what I said this week when they was talking about all this tithing issue? I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to increase mine. I'm going to make the devil real. I'm going to up my giving. And here's the point about that. Some of y'all are making the ruckus about tithing and you don't even tithe anyway. <laughs> in the world. You, you should have nothing to say. Every church runs off of between 15 and 20% of tithe. That's it. We serve 100% of people with between 15 and 20% tithers. It's been like that forever. So if I was going to be in fear, I would have been in fear. This is the Lord's church. And if he don't sustain it, shut it down. But as for me and my house, I'm up in my giving. 
I said, I'm upping my giving. Not just to the church, just to people. Just to people. I'm upping my giving. I'm upping my giving. I'm up. Y'all going to eat today? That's the plan. I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to pay for your lunch. He said, you're going with him. He said, I'm going with him. I'm going to pay for your lunch too. What Doris said. I'm going to pay for y'all lunch. That's right. Just, just give the beginning. Make the devil mad. And if you can't do that, that means you stand you. Now, I, I'm, I'm a, I got gift cards, Culver's, stay in the back, I'll get you out the time. <laughs> you waving your hand until you going to lunch? You're not going to lunch? Say so what? You go to Culver's. You going to lunch? I'm paying for your lunch too. You paying for mine, see? Listen, just, just make the devil mad and do what he don't expect you to do. Make a man. Stop being stingy. And don't give him no $2 and $3 either. They can't eat with that. You can't get White Castle with $10 no more. You don't get no cheese if you, get, you, you don't have no cheese or something. You need the cheese that's gonna help that slide. Come on here. Okay, so who did I say? I said, I said the Williams and, and, and the McKay's and who else I said? And Bridget said, okay, so they, they married, that's family, unmarried. They give me another unmarried person that was going to lunch. I pay for your lunch. You, you unmarried? You, she, you, you sure? Because she said, God. She said, it's like, the, it's like that prophet on Facebook, he told that, told that woman, you taking a picture of your husband? And he said, I'm, I'm married. We got to stop this foolishness in church. That's your husband, woman of God. He said, I'm married. I'm looking like, knock it off, man. Okay, you said you are single. You are. You going to lunch or you on the fast? You going to lunch? She she laughing and she giggling. Listen, I'm setting myself up to always prosper. I will never be broke, and my kids won't be broke. I won't, and my grandkids won't be broke. We gonna always have more than enough. We gonna we gonna give the tithe. We gonna give the offering. We gonna sow. We gonna give to people. We gonna banish the rest of our money. Okay, so I got her, I got Bridge, and this, 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 this is my money now. It's my money. Who I got the McKay's? See, see, see what I'm doing now. I ain't gonna never have to worry about eating. Because I'm, I'm someone in this. People tell you you shouldn't expect you out of other people. Yes, I do. That's what I've sown. I sold years of serving, so I expect y'all to serve. People don't serve them, but that's a lie. So I got one, two, three, four. Who in the back? Who upstairs I can give lunch to? Who that hand way in the back? 
Threw their hand up there like Seeley. Who is that? <laughs> Who on this side? I didn't see y'all over here. Who that waving like that? You against the wall. Who is that? That's Crowder? Okay, I got you too. Wait a minute. Didn't your son beat my son in basketball? That's okay. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, who, anybody else? No. I'm just playing. I, get, I got you too. He can't handle that food, though. No, I'm just playing. Yeah, her son, a killer on the court. They, his, his school played my son's school and they beat him. She thought I forgot about that, but that's all right. She was gracious. Hey, Pastor, hey, have a nice day. Come on out of here. Listen, listen, listen. Stay connected to Jesus and his church. That's today's message. That's the message. Okay, so all y'all that I said, give y'all cash out to a, uh, who? Give it to Pastor London. So who, can, who can retrieve their cash apps for me? Get their cash apps and then I'll, I'll cash out them as soon as I get paid on the 15th. <laughs> Be a giver! I pray in the name of Jesus that you become a distribution center. And when you see lack in other people's lives, you become the answer to their prayers. You ain't got to question them. You ain't got to see how moral they are. You ain't got to see if they gay or straight. Just be an answer to their prayer. And watch how God sets you up to never lack in your life. I'll never be broke. My pastor told us, he says, he said, he said, listen, he says, I think. I believe by the Spirit of God that we should increase our giving in the world during this time. I said, yes, sir. And while he was talking, I got my phone and started giving. I ain't got to pray about it. I'm going to pray about what the man of God said. No, I'm just going to do with my, what I'm telling you is what I do. He has my ear. I lean in and see whatever he has to say. You know why? Because the Bible says to follow those who through faith and patience are walking in manifested promises. He's walking in the promise. So I listen to every word he has to say. He's teaching us. Come on, Chris. Oh, come on. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Y'all come on up. Yeah. Up here. Yeah. Hey. Man, they ain't even paying attention, man. What's up, man? How are you? All right. All right. What's up, fellas? Y'all clap for them. Y'all celebrate them, man. All right. So um, I don't I don't think, and we'll talk about it. Baby, happy man. He's happy. He got he a joyful baby. I'd rather be joyful than mad. You ever seen a mad baby? I done seen a mad baby before. But the babies are up here because we're not serving yet. I don't think that age yet, right? In children's ministry. They haven't returned yet. So some of y'all refuse to, so, to serve. But we ain't going to trip. We just wait for that thing to unfold. But if they, yeah, see the baby say yeah. <laughs> Stay connected to Jesus and his church. Here's what I'm going to say in our close. Listen to what you want to listen to. 
but our voice should be primary in your life in this season. And if it's not, something's wrong. You should be tuned. If, if something blow up in the news, you should be tuned in to see what pastor got to say about this. And some things I'll address, some things I won't. I'm not getting into no big debate about some of this stuff. I know what I believe. It is what it is. I ain't going to defend. I don't need to be defended. You believe what you want to believe. You say what you want to say. I ain't going to get into that. You know me, I know you. But it's so important. Because here's what I don't want, Ebony. I don't want anybody on the boat that don't honor or don't know or not sure about the leadership. You shouldn't be on the boat. Come here, man. Cause Come here, come here. I know you're tired. You worked all night. Lock, lock in. Lock, lock in like this. Because we got to stick together in this time. Come on. Now, somebody come grab her arm. Anybody, don't matter who it is. Because she ain't said nothing, she just holding it. <laughs> Somebody grab his arm. Yeah. You gotta stick together. You gotta stick together. Somebody from the back that don't usually come in the front, come grab her arm. I like this kid right here. I like this kid. I like this kid. Come on, just grab her arm. And, and, and now you notice when you're walking with people and you're going through tight places, you got to kind of squeeze in together so we can get through. Because we all got to get through. Because here's, here's what I believe. Here's what I believe. I can't fully celebrate freedom if who I'm connected to ain't free. If so, I don't really care about him. But if I care about him and I'm free and he really not, it's going to bother me. It's like, it's like going to eat and you only one got money. You're like, I'll pay, but I really wish y'all all had something we can all celebrate together. And some of y'all, here's the other part about being connected like this. If I find out he this close to me and got some issue with me, that's where I got to deal with him. I don't, I don't break off like that. Right, right, right. I don't do that. Hey, hey, man, let's talk. Let's me and you talk. Not me, you, and Ebony. Me and you gonna talk tonight. You tell me what's going on, what you feel. You, let's, let's just fix this. People are dying. And we talking about I don't talk to them because and I don't deal with them no more. I see people in the grocery store and it breaks my heart. People that I have embraced and loved and married and they won't even speak to me. And I'm thinking, this what we own? This is what we own in 2022. It, it, ain't, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. Who are you holding arms with in this church? I, I don't fool with people. I just, I just, I just come and get the word because you know I, my last church hurt me. And I, hey, you got, you got, you got, you got to, you got to be healed from that so you can go on. Because, because not only do you need people, people need you. Come here, sweetie. Come here. There's some precious that I need from her. It, it ain't just about you come in church because you need a life group and you need to serve and you need your leaders. I need some from her too. 
I need something from you. And it's not just you holding the camera. There's more to you than holding the camera. And I'll never figure it out if I just come in on Sunday and see you holding the camera. Then you become the cameraman to me. And you're bigger than the cameraman. I saw people at my house last week. I had a little get-together. Wish I could have had everybody. And I saw people's personalities, and they danced, and they, da- yeah, they danced at the house, and we did the slides. I'm like, this is beautiful. And I wouldn't have known that. Where, where Dakota? Dakota's son, she, he turned the party out. <laughs> I said, son, you been drinking? Because ain't no, ain't no liquor here. And I told Jeff, I said, hey, y'all invite just a few, a few of your friends. It's a few. They got the whole block over here. I'm going to do it again. And every time I do it, I'm going to invite somebody different because I, I want you to... Now, now I'm careful with it, though, because some folk have been their mouths under my table and... Um, well, we had a good time. You weren't there. I, I was at work. You was at work, okay. Work. You was at work. I'll be there next time. You, be there, oh, you already know you're going to be there. Okay, all right. You say, I'll be there next time. And we did the slides, and uh-huh. they, they played some of them real carnal. They played good carnal music, and we just had a good time. No cussing. My dad played the Dusties. He liked the Dusties, and he, I didn't know he can dance. He's dancing and stuff. Life should be fun. And so, what was I saying? Why y'all up here? Oh. (laughs) Come on, Trace. And, And here's the thing. Be inviting. If you connect and say, hey, Come here, sister. I don't even know you. Come here. Yeah. Come here. What's your name? Sharonda. It's easy for me to say, come here, Lucretia. I know her. But to say, come here, I don't know her, be welcoming. And I ain't accusing nobody. We all have messed up. Sometimes we come here, no one be bothered. We, We walk right past the greeter and the usher and we park our car fast and slam the door. Wendell got his arm caught in your car door. He's like, wait a minute, man. <laughs> this has always been a church of people. That's why you came here. It's a lifeline. If some of y'all won the lifeline because you was about to die and on crack, some of y'all just needed relational success. And God met you here. Let's not lose that. All right? Thank y'all. Go sit down. <laughs> Okay, I don't even know where I'm at now. What am I supposed to be doing? Was I finished preaching? Okay. Well, give God praise for the word. We got to go.